Welcome everybody to the Ask a Cat Spirit Hour. I'm here again with my son Caleb. And uh, today, in honor of Black Friday, we figured we'd talk about treasure. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I know that I find no greater adventure in life than following the now uh, X's on the ground that are six feet apart until I get to my giant screen TV. Yeah, uh, nothing makes me want to spend the holidays more than like standing in a line for a $6 toaster. <laughs> well, in all fairness today, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, treasure, like actual treasure. Like I took money, or in this case, just so much gold. I That's got to be a pirate trope. Uh, and... I've hidden it, and I'd like for you to find it, and I'd like for you to benefit from it. That's the kind of treasure that we're talking about today. Talking about different X's on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think there's treasure underneath the social distancing X's? No, no, I tried. It's just not rewarding. <laughs> you just get weird looks in Walmart. That's why everybody had that weird Animal Crossing month. Uh, but yeah, so today we're going to start, uh, I, my personal, this is definitely an episode that leans into my neck of the woods. Like when Caleb talked about ghosts, I like to talk about treasure a lot. Uh, I have a fascination, or I guess I should say had a fascination with the forest fen treasure, uh, which is the one that we're going to start with. The forest fen treasure, uh, for those of you that might not know, uh, there was a old, uh, white man that really likened himself after Indiana Jones went place to place collecting and appropriating items and then collected himself a museum's worth. And then uh, he got sick and uh, he had cancer. He thought he was going to die. So he uh, <laughs> he wrote this book um, and uh, called The Thrill of the Chase. And he planned to take a uh, case, uh, I believe it was a Roman case, bronze case, full of gold and lots of uh, native jewelry, um, which totally belonged to him. And he was going to take it out into the woods, and he was going to die on top of it because he wanted to leave a legacy of adventure for a thousand years to come. Well, he died a couple days after it was found, uh, but that was pretty recently. Um, we still don't have all the details on where it was found, how it was found necessarily. Yeah. But when Fenn <clears throat> was setting up this situation, the, the hunt, he did so by writing a poem. Uh, and that poem was a map uh, that described uh, the path you would need to take. He did say that it would be in the Rocky Mountains. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Fenn, Fenn grew up in Yellowstone. I'm a native Montanan. He grew up in uh, Yellowstone in, in Wyoming and Colorado and New Mexico um, and loved the Rocky Mountains. Spent a lot of time outdoors. Obviously Indiana Jones type adventurous. Very mm -hmm. taken with the indigenous culture. So he uh, told everybody, or he told everybody, listen to me. The instructions said that it would be in the Rocky Mountains, which means that it would either be in Montana, Wyoming, uh, Colorado, or New Mexico. Because gotcha. those are the only four states with Rockies in them. Yep. Um, and the poem. So I'm going to read you the poem. Okay. And just point unseen because we still don't know what happened or yeah. you know where we know. Well, we know what happened. We don't know anything else. Yeah, we don't know where it was found. Yeah. While the person has spoken out, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, they also have made it pretty clear that they don't want to talk about it at all. They really didn't enjoy the experience. So we don't know a whole lot. And now that Fen has passed, it's pretty impossible to know anything else. Yeah. So. Here is his poem. Um, nine of these lines, he said, were clues. Gotcha. It's uh, the following. As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where, and hint of Richard's new and old. 
begin it where warm waters halt. People believe that that's where the clues begin. Yeah. And take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk, put in below the home of Brown. From there it's no place for the meek. The end is dr ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down and your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answer I already know, I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Interesting. Yep. So you said nine of those lines are clues? Yeah, nine of them are clues. Of those five stanzas. So some of them makes me... So the begin it where the warm waters halt, halt makes me think of a lake. Yep, that's fair. Uh, and then he talks about uh, take it in the canyon down, so maybe through valley. Um, not too... F or too far to walk, but not... Yeah, what do you think? So that's like the first real riddle. Yeah, what not do you think far, it means? But too far to walk. So my my preoccupation with this poem, anytime I see um, someone where they're trying to hide a thing and something's more clever than the other clues, yeah, it indicates to me that that's more important than the other clues, which is what that made me think. Well, that makes me paired with the canyon thing. Um, like if you're in the bottom of a canyon, there could be something ten feet away, but ten feet away vertical because. Mm -hmm. Not too far, but, but too you far can't to far 10 feet vertical. So I thought the same thing, but what I thought was, and a relatively common belief, and this is again coming from Montana and having gone to Yellowstone as a child, I know that's not Yosemite. It's actually an alien planet full of geysers and sulfur. <laughs> yeah. That water is extremely hot. Yeah. So there's also rivers, free-flowing rivers that are cold. So the assumption that it's where maybe some hot springs end and become a larger body of water. And yeah, what it says to me is that, and take it in the canyon down, that's get in a canoe. And it's not very far, but you can't walk because you have to take a canoe there. Because when you get in a canoe and put it in water, you put it in. Yeah. And what do you think the home of brown is? That makes me think of like a cave, like the home of a brown bear. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, but also, I'm not too familiar with the area, so I don't know if there's any... Well, so the commonly held belief, there was like a beloved uh, park ranger in Yellowstone with the surname of Brown, and there was a cabin that he stayed in uh, where a hot spring kind of settled, and a lot of people felt that maybe that was one of the locations. So like go Basically, south from there? Yep, take the water south from his. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, where the cabin he used to be. Um, and then the line about um, if you found the blaze makes me think of wheat fields because in a lot of a lot of writing, wheat fields are always talked about like when the sun hits them, it looks like it lays the land ablaze. Oh, that's that's an interesting. But what about the, it's in the Rockies? That's that's why I'm kind of tripped up on it. So uh, blazing a trail is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we you've seen we have when we went out to that old park, mm -hmm. the <laughs> family memory. Uh, <laughs> there, those blaze trees, the square trees. Yeah, no, that's I'm familiar. A blaze, yeah. I'm familiar. So with that's blazes. what I think. That's probably what it is. Um, so you think he set his own 
like blaze? that, or there was a, a pre-existing blaze. I mean, a lot of the exploration through those mountains was done using blazes. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was. The general consensus was that it was either, honestly, basically what you said, sands the wheat. Something that when the sun hit, it looked like it was a fire, mm-hmm. um, or an actual blaze like a trail blaze. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. those um, seem to be the prevailing thoughts. Let's see. Look quickly down to your quest to see. Or cease. Yeah. So, that makes me feel like a mountain range overlooking. See, that's... I still kind of feel like a wheat field. Like, if you're on the edge of something, like the edge of... uh, I mean, if it's a wheat field in the Rockies, I'd imagine you're on the edge of a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) And then if you stop and you look down, that's where it is. So, what we need to do is get out Google Maps and And find find one wheat field field that's at the top of a mountain in the Rockies. In the Rockies. (laughs) Or... You stop on the mountains and you look over Denver. Yeah. Uh, because people are blazing all sorts of things there. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. It's a 420 blaze it. Yeah, he, yeah. he knew that in the future um, pot would be legalized. Yeah, well, was it? You know, this wasn't too long ago. This true, was, true, true. Yeah, yeah, within the past 20 years. But uh, yeah, so for to me that, so he did make a comment. I should add into this. I've asked you, you know, just straight value, but I'll give yeah. you some other th- information too he did like frequent updates and clues okay i do like little journals he'd answer questions occasionally it's a handful of videos you know with a very shallow deep dive on youtube you can be a genius in it and uh <laughs> like everyone on youtube <laughs> like everyone on youtube yeah us included so uh yeah there's i don't he said that I, i'm trying to think of the most important thing that he probably said and he said that it was wet but not submerged in water mm-hmm which would make me think that it's either in a lowland or behind a waterfall. Rice paddy. Rice paddy. <laughs> well, lowland though. You yeah, know? yeah. That's what you like if it was in like a swampy lowland, I could see it being described as constantly damp or wet, but yeah. not like soaked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few of those, and but the the only one in here is that you'd look down the 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 heavies the he- heavy load above you. Um, I know that, to me, all that makes me think is that you'd have to probably, like the uh, the one we sort of skipped over, the end is ever drawing nigh, there'll be no paddle up your creek. Like, I think you take a canoe to a waterfall, and you go up that waterfall, because it's just heavy loads and water high. Well, if you've got to go up a waterfall, that's what's up there. Heavy loads and water high. That also could explain the... Uh not too far, but too far to walk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's still that aspect of vertical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you had to get in a canoe. I think you had to go to a waterfall. I don't know if you had to go to the top of it and it was at the top, or if it was behind it or to the side of it or somewhere, but that's really... This poem, if I just took it, and when I first did take it, at face value, you know, like, 20 feet away, like a magic eye puzzle, relax your eyes. To me, it sounds like it's in a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. By a like weed field that's in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, you know, in uh, New Mexico, they got a lot of those. But yeah, it's an interesting idea. So it has been found. Uh, and the guy, I have this piece here, but the guy has called it the most frustrating experience of his life. Um, and a lot of people were kind of worried when he, when the finder found it, he was described as a, a man from out east. Uh, and obviously there was a lot of commotion in the, the community. The subreddit was melting down. Well, I'd say 50, yeah, 50. Some people were happy. Some people were mad. Yeah. I think some people were relieved, but still curious. And then because nobody really found out how he found it, 
that's continued to kind of yeah. poke at the feathers. Um, he said that it's just been the worst experience. Like it's been, uh, he did legitimately look for it for years. He said it was very odd to like meet Forrest because he did meet Forrest. Obviously, when they found it, um, had to contact him before Forrest passed, and that's an interesting idea of like. I don't know. Uh, slight editorial to this is that if I was in Forrest Fenn's shoes, I don't know. I'd be sort of frustrated. I mean, we'll get to this with the Mr. Beast thing, but if I put that much work into it and that much thought, he wrote like three books. They all have clues. Yeah. You know, I, I, may, I think I can't help but feel like the guy wanted to see somebody find it because it, I feel like he could have not added all that extra information and nobody ever would have. I mean, somebody would have found it eventually. Yeah, well. Y- hiding anything kind of depending on what it is you want someone to find it if you're yeah. doing a whole treasure thing yeah yeah it wouldn't be like i'm gonna hide this so no one can have it yeah and i think it was you know because i think it the it changes when it was this guy whose dying wish that you'd find out from this book and from his collector fans and friends or whatever was that he died on top of this case somewhere out there you know yeah that's much more romantic if it's just like eccentric uh wealthy collector of ethically questionable goods hides a handful of them in the woods for the sake of like getting people to go outside i don't know (laughs) it's a a little bit weirder (laughs) yeah it's it's a little awkward you know because there's a lot of politics about that outside, but also yeah. just, it's an, I don't know, it, to me it doesn't feel exactly the same, and I, I this is a show where we have, it's a, a safe conspiracy zone, uh, and it's just hard, to, it's difficult to, to reconcile, and that's because I'm an idiot, but it's difficult to reconcile the guy died a couple days after it was all settled, yeah. you know, like... I'm sure that that's probably just coincidental. Uh, I've had deaths in my family like that. Like when my grandma died, it was because it just kind of seemed like she didn't have anything left to do. So I, you know, I'm not going to mark it off as not coincidental. Uh, but it uh, is an odd coincidence. The treasure was his Horcrux. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finding it, <laughs> it was actually the, destroyed him. Or it's like a Davy Jones chest. It, the treasure actually, you open it up and it was his heart. <laughs> and uh, whoever found it stabbed it and it turned him into dust. <laughs> the dude was like. <laughs> Huh, this wasn't in the description, and he <laughs> sent it back to Fenn, and it got lost in the mail. <laughs> a no, porch pirate has it somewhere. It, the, the dude, uh, the USPS driver, just was crazy and like smashed it against the porch, and it killed him. It's like uh, whichever Jason movie that is, where the guy bites his heart in the hospital, and then Jason takes him over. That's what Force Fenn has done. No, it's uh, <laughs> but it's an interesting idea too that. You know, having people not to get too far into the politics of the appropriated goods. The politics are simple: don't steal other cultures' things, give them back to them. They don't belong in a museum unless they own it. Um, That being said, like it's an awkward position to put somebody in to be like, "There's millions of dollars of treasure in this. What's it in the form of? Gold bullion. Well, where the fuck am I going to sell gold bullion? I'm going to take that to the pawn shop. What you know, like, hey, uh, do you guys do this? No, dude, we're never going to sell that. Yeah, and it's like, or these like priceless, you know, these artifacts that should be going back to the tribes that they're taken from. Yeah. But even, let's humor them and say they're going to sell them. Where and to whom? What, to Forrest's friends? You know, like, it doesn't really, it all just seems a little too inclusive. There was also one of the catches that I should include is that uh, there was a bracelet in there, uh, Danae Turquoise bracelet, that... Uh, on the condition that the treasure was found, it was to be returned to Fen, and I think that's why I think it's interesting that he died, basically right after he got that bracelet back. Mm-hmm. 
that's just odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not trying to say anything. It's one of those weird death coincidences. Like, uh, the one that comes to mind to me is David Bowie. Which it, which uh, is. He died on his birthday and on the same day he released his last album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, Come on. The the Black Star conspiracy is yeah. what that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's very... Like, what do you do with that money? What do you What are you supposed to do with that gold? Like, it's a yeah. That's that's <laughs> saying if you are able to even convert it into money. Well, so an interesting another interesting uh, note to this is that um, the concern about why it hasn't been revealed as to its location is because it was on Forest Service land, which is public land, which means that we get a piece of that. Yeah, that means yeah. everyone is entitled to. Yeah, to that. the a big part of the hunt the. And the I do to anybody who's enjoying this little bit of our tiny little podcast, do check out more of this because there's, and now it's really funny because there's people still making Forest Fen treasure videos, and I don't know what they're supposed to be about. Um, a lot of them are speculating the things that haven't been revealed, like where it was, and yeah, one of the the concerns was that it was on Forest Service land, and that would complicate the transfer of the goods because if it was abandoned on Forest Service land, they could claim it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a chance that's where it was. So. My theory, the prevailing theory, I believe, I'm sure I'll be corrected on this because I think there are a hundred prevailing theories, was that it was found in New Mexico. Okay. Um, and what that's based on is uh, there were t- kind of like a couple places that people assumed Fenn would be comfortable dying or wanted to die. One of them was like his favorite place in Yellowstone, which was like a really common theory, which could have been it as well. Yeah. Um, and then there was one in New Mexico. The New Mexico one, the thing backing that up is that at the time, he was an elderly man. Um, I think he was like 80 years old when he put the chest out there the first time, possibly 70. I apologize for getting that wrong. I just don't remember. Um, he was old, and he was old enough to be meek. You know, like even in the poem, he explains that. I mean, he thought he was going to die at the time. Yeah. So I wonder how far you could. Sh- carry that chest the treasure was found <laughs> 22 feet from the parking lot <laughs> no it was found in a <laughs> trailer park in sarasota florida <laughs> where he planned to retire <laughs> it was called sunny acres that's the whole blaze thing <laughs> and his trailer they had have a, a lazy long... no they have a lazy river they have a lazy river um, and they have a bridge that goes over it, and if you stand on the bridge and look down and at the side of the Lazy River, that's where it was sitting. There's, there's, that solves the whole riddle. There's like a uh, an elderly swingers club called the Beaver's Den. That's the home of Brown. <laughs> no, it's just by the bathrooms. That also explains the heavy loads. <laughs> there's no kayak up that, or no paddle up that that creek. Uh, oh, it would literally be shit creek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the the fan thing. It, it's a I don't know. It's a I I wonder how far he could have carried that chest before he would have been pooped. Yeah, you know, like how far can you do something like that? And that makes me wonder. Uh, and a lot of other people was how far did he keep it from the house? Because it seemed like he knew right away. And I, I'm sure the person was like, "Yo, Forrest, I found your box." But that being said, I would also wonder like. I don't know. I think some people are fair in assuming that he wanted to keep it in his backyard and he still lived in New Mexico. So people figured if it was close, he could go out there and he could see if somebody had gotten it or not. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, 
you can't really blame somebody for having that level of curiosity, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, I probably would also really want to know because I was hiding it, you know, yeah. like, but I, I would have, find like, a, a trail camera on it. <laughs> yeah, I would find a different way to do it. I'd have yeah. like my phone notify me if somebody put one of those tiles in there and it's like tiles yep. on the move. Oh, oh shit. Still there. Hey, somebody uh, found yeah. that treasure. <laughs> yeah. Automatically sends a tweet out, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the, the forest thing is interesting. His response about it was, you know, about as vague as you could imagine, but it's a, it's still a cool idea. I like the idea that he got people outside, you know, like, Conditionally, it's kind of a odd case, but yeah, at least there that meant that people were going to the national parks and they were enjoying the outdoors and trying to cook chicken and Yellowstone and things like that. So you know, it's not—I don't think it's a terrible thing to do, but it, I don't. It's a of the examples. I think it's one of the of the like Willy Wonka give everything away, yeah, kind of strategy. I think it's one of the weirder ones. So the Jelly Belly Company actually announced over the course of this year it's been a weird year for this yeah we've talked about fen so now we're going to talk about sort of some of the others the fen was sort of like the grand old tradition for this in the u.s for the, the past, road map yeah best decade or he so he was the treasure map to treasure maps. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it <laughs> may call it you know covid or whatever but uh i mean in one case that we're gonna get to here in just a second it is directly covid but i think a lot of this altruism is driven by a lot of things yeah uh, but jelly belly decided to go the bona fide willy wonka route uh and they're doing a gold ticket uh giveaway like they're giving away the factory oh uh, <laughs> hopefully not directly willy wonka hopefully they he doesn't like they don't torture children in the contest to get the factory. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing. While we were talking about this, I decided to look it up because we like to cite our sources. Yeah. And they have since updated their website with a clarification gotcha. about what this contest is actually for. Because it turns out when you go to the media and you go, Hi, I'm Jelly Belly. You might know me from Jelly Bellies. <laughs> And I'm going to... Uh, the CEO's name is James Belly. Jelly's a nickname. <laughs> James Jelly Belly. <laughs> uh, you might know me. Uh, I'm going to give away my factory. you got to like kind of explain exactly what that means. You mean the factory, the company? Yeah. Because I think most... There's probably an entire section of YouTube videos of people analyzing what part of the chocolate factory was in the, that contract. Yeah. You know, it comes up quite a lot. So, it says, Due to confusion in the marketplace, Jelly Belly Candy Company would like to take the opportunity to clear up the misconception that it is involved with a contest that purportedly offers a candy factory as its grand prize. Jelly Belly Candy Company, formerly known as Herman Goltz Candy Company, has candy-making roots back to 1869. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was founded by Gustav Goslitz, or Goltz, Golitz, and, and remains Jelly Belly. Yeah, <laughs> Gustav Belly, and it remains family owned and operated today. David Klein, the sponsor of the Treasure Hunt contest, gaining attention within the media this weekend, is not associated with the Jelly Belly Candy Company, its brands, or products. In <laughs> 1976, Mr. Klein, an independent third party, came up with the name Jelly Belly and other novel marketing ideas. Jelly Belly Candy Company has not had a relationship with Mr. Klein since 1980 when it acquired the trade. Mark. For more information about David Klein, this contest, and the Jelly Belly Candy Company, and it gives you a link to a report. So, uh, <laughs> so this dude that came up with the name Jelly Belly just randomly was like, hey, I'm giving the company away. I'm yep. doing it. And Jelly Belly's like, you can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work here. It's not. That's not. I, this is a great segue. Um, I'd like to use this podcast's platform to tell you everyone listening um, I am giving away in a contest 
their rights to Walmart. Um, <laughs> you do I own Walmart. them? No. Uh, that's not going to stop me. Uh, send me $50. You now own Walmart. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think that's so funny. What a funny, that's what a, that's so, so this guy, 1980, that's 40 years ago, so when he bought, when they bought the trademark. Yeah. That's when they severed ties. I wonder how annoying he was for those four years. Because 76, if, yeah, from, to, if 40 years later, he decides, I'm, what do we assume, was he drunk was he high? <laughs> he just got plastered one day, and he's like uh, on Twitter, and he's like, he's like Dude, you "I'm giving away Jelly Belly. Who wants it?" <laughs> <laughs> what you know would be funny is if he used it as an opportunity. Like, what if his spouse caught him cheating, and he was like, "No, I was hacked. I was hacked. I was totally hacked. I, I was hacked. Yeah." I that person sent uh, pictures, and they also put Jelly Belly up for sale. I've been working with them for forty years. I haven't been there in forty. <laughs> no, I. It, that makes me feel like a uh, selling your car that you already sold to someone else. <laughs> like you know the person you sold the car to. You just go to their house and you put a for, for sale sign in again. Sorry, man. I need some cash. Hey, I'm selling this again, but it's mine. Yeah, but it used to be mine, so. I know you paid me for it, but I'm kind of strapped right now. So It's like buying a house in the U.S. Yeah. I know this used to belong to somebody else, but I own it now, so I get the money. Hey, I know none of this land is technically your guys's, but I'm going to buy some, and now it's mine. <laughs> so get off of it. <laughs> but yeah, so to get back to the Jelly Belly thing, uh, I don't... I love it. I think it's one of the better trolls. It obviously speaks to the attention that this sort of thing can get you. Yeah. Um, which is part of the conversation today. You know, <laughs> like we can't be, we, we can't deny the fact that a decent amount of this is definitely done for attention, whether it's done for positive attention or otherwise, it's still done for attention. Yeah. You know, um, and speaking of, we have the, the guy in uh, Michigan, the guy from Wayne County, the jeweler, uh, yeah, isn't his name like Jimmy or Johnny or something? Johnny, like that? Johnny's yeah. treasure hunt. Johnny's treasure hunt yeah, or go, treasure quest, I believe it is. Yeah, maybe we'll put the link for that one in the description because that trailer is worth it. It is aggrandizing and weird. It sort of looks like an episode of Ninety Day Fiance. Like it looks like an intro to Ninety kind of, Day Fiance. I, I thought it looked like a real. Um, like the splash page for a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like the Absolutely. the same. Do, 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 like hipster music. <laughs> that like generic YouTube library yeah. music. Yeah. 99 Luft Balloons if it's 2005 still on, on YouTube. A, on a ukulele. Yeah, absolutely. No, and so his thing was very much post-COVID. He was like... But the funny thing about this is this was in beginning of the year. I think this was like April or May. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> and it's still going on, which is cool. It, we checked up on it. it we followed up. So what the guy did... John Coleman is this jeweler. He decided I'm going to take $100,000 worth of coins. Again, coins and gold. Guys, 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 guys. Give them, give us some money we can use. Bury some Amazon gift cards. <laughs> Come on, we all know they're not biodegradable. So yeah, totally. You don't even have to buy a fancy box. actually get bigger. As <laughs> Just shove one of those in the dirt. <laughs> It'll be fine. Plant an Amazon tree. But yeah, like uh, so he took a bunch of it and he split it up um, into different... Different little hunts, and he's charging admission. Now, I can't really fault him for charging admission. It's yeah. a fun thing to do. And in theory, if it was... If you were charging admission, and that money was the money you were looking for, and it was more like a raffle 
or like a 50-50, you know, it was a, yeah. an accumulative sort of thing. I could see that, but that's not the case. He's just charging people, and I'm guessing he's hoping that he makes the money back before the people find the stuff. Because, again, it's stuff, I would imagine that a lot of them are probably going to go to him to, like, sell it. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, you're going to need a jeweler to sell that. Yeah, it's a bunch of silver and gold and coins and stuff. Like, No, that's the ultimate play right there. Charge mission, make that money back. Have them bring it to you, buy it for a lesser price, and then resell it at the original price. Yeah, get them to pay you to sell their stuff back to you. Yeah. 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 It's the ultimate money thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what it seems like. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm not going to fault the guy. It's a little questionable. I think it's fair to understand that going into it. But it's, I don't, his idea, I mean, so the tickets are $50. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the hunts started August 22nd. Okay. So it's been a couple months now. A couple months. Um, I haven't heard of anything being found, but they continue to have them. We checked. There's none. That, there's four currently available. Yeah, and they're all they, sold out. They're apparently all sold out, and I, I, I wonder what the logistics like that are. I wonder how many you can sell, because I, I know the Jelly Belly guy was talking about a finite number. Obviously, his was a fib. Yeah. Um, well, of him selling Jelly Belly? <laughs> he got hacked. Baby, I got hacked. Baby, <laughs> I got mean? hacked. I got hacked. Dude, it was Terry. <laughs> It's fucking Terry. Goddamn Terry. Uh, Terry's the worst. Uh, yeah, so this idea is a fun idea. Yeah. I'm going to be curious to see if anybody finds this stuff, what they do with it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I I mean, it, we should probably do one of them. Yeah. If we can get into one of them, it would make sense to do it. I'm curious to see how we it We should do one of them even if we can't get into yeah, one Yeah, yeah. We should just jump the line. We could break into a... How do you break into a... Tra- well, can't you just you show up? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that being a pirate? Isn't that what pirates did? They just showed up. Oh, you're, you're looking for treasure. Like We're also looking for treasure. How many people are on your ship? Okay, cool. Oh, this is Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll show up as pirates and steal their bullion. But this one, so this is an interesting idea. And, you know, the economy of treasure hunting is an interesting one. Um, there have been other examples where people have, you know, tried to do like, um, basically like an escape room, but to find some sort of treasure. Yeah. And, you know, you have geocaching and stuff, which is sort of the opposite side of it, which is... Are you familiar with geocaching I at used all? to do geocaching. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, do I, I know didn't geocaching? I, I grew up with geocaching. My father is geocaching. <laughs> the man it's named after. Okay, well, yeah, so a very similar idea to those at home who maybe don't know what it is. Would you like to explain King of Geocaching? <laughs> yes, uh, Geoking. Uh, GeoTracker. <laughs> Just tell them. Uh, geocaching is there were websites put up with coordinates, um, and then you would just use a GPS, put those coordinates in there, and you would go to the coordinates and find either a box or a dry bag or a little pill capsule thing that would usually just have a booklet or a scroll or something where you just write your name and the date on there, sure. and then you put it right back. Yeah. So yeah. it was just kind of a... Hey, see if you can find this. And there were some that were very rudimentary of just, like, a metal ammo can in a bush. Um, <laughs> some of them that I saw, there was one guy who put one outside of his house where you had to walk up, and there was a brick on his porch that was a slightly different color. You pushed it in, and it, like, popped out. You slid it to the side, <laughs> and, and it was in there. And you were never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> you push it in, and his porch opened up. 
it's the great geo or geocacher massacre of 2012. <laughs> yeah. No, um, and like he engineered it to where he pushed in the brick, it popped out, and there was a book inside. Okay. Um, so people took it way too far. Sure. Some people didn't take it far enough. I had one where it was just like a piece of paper inside one of those like a uh, plastic report things. <laughs> Like, you would put reports in in like a, high school. Like a file folder, yeah. Yeah, and of course that doesn't seal. It's open on the top, so it like, water damaged, um, mildew mold. <laughs> so they're very different ends of the spectrum, but that one was less... Did like, you ever a, find any, like, a sewer? No, I did find one in, like, the shoulder of an expressway. Oh. Which was very... Like, we had to go and park on a service road and kind of, like, walk up the hill to the shoulder. Oh, interesting. It was okay. terrifying. <laughs> um, they were found on a moving thing? They were no. on trains or anything? Never on trains, just because, again, you have to have a static GPS location to find them. I see. Um, I did get kicked out of an apartment complex because there was one that was in, like, the apartment complex was kind of circular, and inside there was like a gate from the outside to the middle of the apartment complex that was like a terrace or whatever sure um and it was there well the like door guy for the apartment <laughs> was complex like, was like excuse me what are you doing out here and we're like uh, geocaching and he's like this is private property i'm gonna call the cops <laughs> Imagine and i'm like <laughs> geocaching like it's gonna help uh we're geocaching, we're geocaching dude uh, and he's like, this is private property, I'll call the cops. And I'm like, dude, I'm like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. This is you my family it. member. Like, <laughs> You deserve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, geocaching, uh, it, you know, it's effectively Pokemon Go without any of the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without, yeah, essentially. And I think that's a, I think that's a worthwhile observation, though. You know, like you see the, the popularity of something like that. I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been sort of a crossover sort of... AR, because you know you see a lot of ARGs with this sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, and I think it's interesting that nobody's done an AR crossover kind of treasure hunt thing where you use your phone and you find real things in the actual world, in the physical world. Yeah, uh, or you know, like I, I like to think that maybe like McCamey Manor is not the most brutal. Uh, sadistic haunted house in the country. It's actually a treasure hunt. And at the very end, you get $10,000. You find your true self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that dude's yeah. sadistic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't, we shouldn't give him any attention. But yeah, no, so this, we'll see how the Michigan thing goes. It's an interesting idea. I like the idea of doing like a smaller scale hunt. I think it's, I do, I do agree that that's like, I think it makes more sense to do it five ten thousand dollars at a time than mm -hmm. it does a hundred because if you do a hundred thousand dollars you do a million dollars you do something like that it can't it's not sustainable you know like force fed that guy that treasure was a literal once in a lifetime occasion yeah that you know and that was it was to him it was to everybody a once in a lifetime occasion so i think this is just somebody trying to do it in a slightly different way um i'm curious if he's making any money on it uh i'm sure he's probably not too inclined to tell but i do think that giving away you know i've seen some um there are some some youtubers now like air rack is giving a thousand dollars to a subscriber a month which is kind of a evolution of you know people giving away uh ipods and iphones and stuff like that you know yeah. and, and it's it's Radio stations giving away tickets to a show you can't get to. It's this idea that there's an untenable thing that monetarily you couldn't get to. That yeah. if you use your wits or something else, you can get to. I know that there are like challenge. I know Red Bull does like um, 
like what are those puzzle rooms? Escape rooms. Escape sorry. rooms. They yeah. do like large scale challenges for those. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the same idea. You know, it's a treasure hunt. It's just a. It's, it's contained a, in a room. Yeah, it's just a much smaller one. It's sort of like the treasure hunt that you have playing Tomb Raider rather than actually raiding a tomb. You know, like. Yeah. Like I did a bank robbing escape room one time. Yeah. And did I know it was an escape room? Yeah. Did I still feel like this weird rush of like oh, yeah, but endorphins I mean, yeah. and stuff when it was getting down to the wire and I was taking uh, cash boxes out of a bank vault and sliding them across the floor to my friend? No, it felt awesome. Yeah, of course it felt <laughs> awesome. It's fun. I mean, that sort of stuff sticks with you no matter what. It's the reason that we can be playing something as silly as like Mario Kart and get really upset. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's because it's exciting. It's, we have the same guttural instincts, you know? So I think being able to do these smaller ones, you know, like if you guys would have been doing that escape room and you were told going into it, you might win 10 grand. Like if you do this right, you win $10,000. You'd probably keep coming back and keep trying. So oh, I don't yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for trying it. I and I think it's a cool idea. I'm envious. I think it's a cool idea to be able to like give out a little bit of money here. Because that also that money goes further. But I appreciate that he's doing it during COVID, you know, knowing whether it's for profit or otherwise. I, that I don't really think you can fault somebody for that. It's got to be sustainable somehow. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to be like a grand gesture of altruism. And I think that's probably you know what we'll talk about more um, next. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about next is I think currently everybody's favorite um, altruist for sport, altruist for business, since that's kind of what we're talking about. We're on a sliding scale for scams. Yeah, altruists <laughs> for. 11 year olds money uh you know we're we're starting on the the true altruism scale now say what you will about fan yeah sure he followed the politics of the time a lot of that stuff shouldn't have been his that's personally offensive but that's a different a lot of that stuff wasn't his yeah it should be it yeah straight up was it was not uh that's it but that's he still put his money out there with the notion whether it's from a selfish place or otherwise, that somebody would be getting this and would do something else with it. And it was a yeah. great deal of money, regardless of how it was seen. Then in the middle, we have somebody who's trying to give out money, but in a way that uh, kind of still benefits them. And then we have Mr. Beast. Good old Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Mr. Uh, PPP loan collecting Mr. Beast. <sighs> yeah. the Oddly, the same-ish amount of money that he spent on an island but doesn't own didn't really own yeah yeah you know using paycheck protection money to buy an island yeah yeah to just give away to people and you know there's i think there's a a lot of totally fair criticisms not about the person but about the business model yeah um this is definitely none of this is an attack on jimmy the human we don't know him i certainly shouldn't call him jimmy <laughs> i just don't know his last name uh beast <laughs> sorry mr beast oh yeah. no it's yeah. mr james beast <laughs> sorry james you know beast. the james beast awards in restaurants oh okay that explains all of his money yeah but yeah no so i i this none of this is against him i think it seems like that kid has a huge heart and wants to just do good but i do fundamentally think the idea that we sit around and enjoy i mean flex culture gets talked on a lot you know whether it's like the cringe rice gums of the world or <laughs> yeah or like the family channels juice. yeah and you know even the the ugly paul's and stuff this idea of like flexing the money that the people who follow you gave you you yeah. know uh I look think, how rich you made me yeah i like, it, okay like even if you're giving some of it back or a great deal of it back and i'm definitely not discounting that plenty of that money is being put back 
you have to sort of wonder, I don't know, is it all that useful? If you're telling me that your goal is to raise this money on a higher level, I'm sure you have a lot of business managers telling you this is the right move, but it just doesn't seem that way to me. And the biggest goof in that area was definitely that dog shit riddle that he did. The world's hardest riddle. The hardest the riddle in the universe. Hardest riddle, which by world's hardest riddle, he means a 26 step. Yeah, like yeah, it weird was, internet ARG. Well, it was more of a scavenger hunt, really. You kind know? of, kind yeah. Of, it was kind yeah. of like a like a web browser scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. For those that are listening, if you don't know what an ARG is, we've said it a couple times, but it's an alternate reality game. Basically, they're usually like browser based or out in the world or somewhere, or both. Yeah, or both. Um, Slenderman has a very famous one. That's kind of how Slenderman became popular in the first place. Halo Two had a great ARG. Uh, Lost, Lost had a great ARG. Overwatch when they released yep. the the hacker character Sombra. Yeah, just they recently. had a huge global like ARG. Um, that flopped really, really <laughs> hard because it was just not poorly planned, or it was poorly planned. Well, and that's the problem, right? Like that's the problem with beasts too. Is the ARGs take to be good because it's this odd, esoteric kind of puzzle. You know, it's a very unconventional set of steps in a puzzle, and they're usually riddle based or puzzle based. I think it can be difficult if you don't have a tremendous amount of work put into it for it to really be executed well. And I say that while criticizing Mr. Beast's attempt because he himself said that he spent a quarter of a million dollars on it. And how much time? Uh, 11 weeks. And I would imagine that wasn't him, or maybe it was. I <laughs> you know, well, if it I was mean, him, I mean, it would make yeah, sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, 11 weeks of time and $250,000. Yeah, and that seems like a tremendous amount of money to have not spent on something that I, I wonder what the ROI on something like that is, you know, like I wonder probably not great, especially with how quick it was solved. Well, well, and that's solved. the other thing. Yeah. That I will speak to that as well. Yeah. Right. Is like, uh, a thing that comes up with the, the Mr. Beast riddle that's come up across all of these is that we've yet to actually seen this person who's won it now with Fen. That guy has at least spoken to a couple people, has taken some pictures. There's not really a reason to believe Fenn's confirmed it. Now, there could be some funny business with Fenn, but it's reasonable to assume that's probably actually the person who found this treasure. Yeah. They legitimately were hunting for it for a long time. That's not really a surprise. Shouldn't meet anybody. But if you crack it within that amount of time, and then, oh, yeah, we have a winner. Who is it? Oh. We oh, won't tell you. Oh, we don't know. We couldn't find a winner. Yeah. Yeah, we looked... Uh, all across channels, we couldn't find anything. The last thing I saw was uh, Mr. Beast himself said, "Mr. James Beast himself, <laughs> Captain said, Captain James Beast um, said, July thirty first, I believe was last time that he said, like, yeah, someone won. Um, we're we're meeting with them, we're speaking with them, we're trying to get it get it all straightened out." Um, and then radio silence. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems to stay that way. Like, we're just supposed... I don't know. What are you supposed to assume, then? You know? Like, yeah. When people win the lottery, even when they do it anonymously, they do it anonymously. Like, there's still... You can take a picture. People will cover their faces. They'll do stuff like that. I just... I have a hard time believing... It's not like the lottery in the sense that Mr. Beast makes his money off of the reactions that people have to receiving the large sums of money he inexplicably gives them. Yeah. That's a large part of his appeal. Whether it's in the form of, you know, stuff or money, I just, why the fuck wouldn't they want that person's reaction? 
Yeah, and <laughs> and the the slight cynicism in me is like, if I said, "Hey guys, I buried five thousand uh, dollars." Every time you click on my website where I talk about it, it gives me a dollar. A million people clicked on that website. I made a million dollars, and I'm like, "Hey, someone found it!" And people are like, "Oh, who?" And I'm like, "Oh, they don't want to say." I never buried that. F- yeah, it just seems like such a good way to get around never having hidden it at all. Yeah. It got found. By who? Yeah. And that's that was the chief criticism with the Fen situation, which is, you know, got even more evidence of an actual winner. And that was, you know, well, maybe Fen just made it up, never hid shit. And just gave his buddy a couple of things of treasure and was like, hey, you won. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, may, I mean, who knows? Because what's in there... Maybe those were... There's a lot of things. You yeah. could have made those items safe, but that's just... We don't want to get into it because we're not making any accusations on anything we're saying. We're just... There's fuzziness to it. And yeah. with we the should, Mr. Beast situation... We should pepper in a lot of allegedly. Allegedly, this. allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. I'm going to go through and bleep with allegedly. <laughs> that's why instead of saying things, it'll be redacted and allegedly. Well, yeah, and that's fair. We're, we're leveling no real accusations here, but we are making observations. Um, and the ones to be seen are that there is a lack of transparency. And the, I would argue that there's a lack of transparency in a lot of the victories that you see with Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Predominantly in the form of them being his friends. Yeah. Like, if you kept winning stuff I was giving away, I would fully expect anybody else to be like... I grew up. I grew up in a radio family. My father is broadcasting. Your grandfather's a broadcaster. Yeah, and I couldn't enter a single contest. That's, that's what I was going to say. My entire life, a lot of brand you know contests. Yeah, you know how many like concert tickets and cool things I missed out on because my dad worked at the radio station. You know, yeah, like it's, it's impossible. And it, it, yeah, places branded contests and stuff have that. They're like. Yep. If you work for us, or your immediate family works for us, or if your neighbor works for us, yeah. you can't enter. Because that defeats the purpose, because we know you're going to cheat. Yeah, or <laughs> we don't want people to think that you did cheat if yeah. you won. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's totally fair, too. Yeah, it just makes it clear that we're not cheating. That's like, if I said I did a random number generator, and I'm going to give $50 to whoever number of the world population I land on... And it goes to someone that lives a block down from me. People are going to be skeptical. Yeah, that's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's weird, and it's probably a lie. Yeah, because the odds tell us that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and yeah, proportional bias will make trick our brains into being convinced it's true. But I mean, it's pretty convincing. It's really, really hard to assume that only that you're given the stuff away when it's your friends. Like, if I know that when I was a young man, if my friends would have come to me. And been like, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 to pretend I gave you $10,000. You would bet I would do it. In yeah. Heart- of course I would. Of course I would. So With my friends, I'd have to pretend like they had $1,000 to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have jobs. so. <laughs> but that's why they would be game. You know, if you were like, yeah. I have $1,000 for you to yeah. pretend that I gave you $10,000. Yeah, do you want to... They'd be there in a heartbeat. Do you want to film for an hour and a half where it looks like you stood with your hand on a car for... Six days. Yep. Or do you? So we can use this as a write-off. Or do you want to go flip burgers? Yeah. You know, for a week. Yeah. For what? For that money? For a month? Yeah. If yeah, yeah right. More than that. Yeah. If you're lucky. Um. Yeah. No. I just. I again. Allegedly. 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 I think we're caught up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just. I can't help, but notice. 
that no one has really won this thing. And it was so much work for nothing. It was incredibly anticlimactic. It happens in eight hours. Maybe he was embarrassed. Maybe he was like, I have the sickest riddle that anybody has ever fucking... I hope he got taken to the cleaners by some dude who told him he had this... Like, do you think he bumped into a troll that was like, I can write you the greatest riddle if you give me 11 months and a quarter of a million dollars. And he was like, yeah... Uh, we didn't. We didn't explicitly say that it went live at four p.m. Yeah, and was solved by eleven fifty that same night. Done and dusted before the day was over. Yeah, uh, twenty six <laughs> steps. Some of them included things like a list of hundreds of links. Only one of them worked to get to the next step. It um, just really feels like it was written by a teenager. One of them was like a huge document full of QR codes <laughs> that you had to scan, and only one of them went to the right place. It was very rudimentary. Yeah, like, brute force stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, well, but that's how Beast's content is, you know? It it's is. all this, like, brute force entertainment. Like, watch me count to a bajillion. Watch me watch me lie about putting a million Orbeez in this. Watch me clickbait this. I filled this with slime. Psych, it's just a little foam. You know, yeah. like, yeah. What's up, everybody? Today we're going to sharpen 10 million pencils. And yeah. Then halfway through the video, it's like, our pencil sharpener broke. Well, I guess that's it for this video, guys. We did get through 25 pencils. Um, Brute force smash that like button. Uh, and we'll make fucking... Well, I forget the name of the guy that always never wins. It's like Cameron or something like that. I never Cameron watch it. Cameron it is. It's going to be Terry. <laughs> we'll settle for Terry. Uh, smash that like button if you want to watch Terry sharpen the rest of the pencils <laughs> on live stream where I also make money for you sitting there watching this. That's yeah. like, I don't know. It just feels like I wish with the amount of money that he has, which we know, uh, I wish, or I shouldn't say no. I don't have I'm allegedly. No. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly <laughs> with the money that James Beast allegedly has. <laughs> James B still gets me. You think he'd put more work into it than the, like, tin box warehouse they have these really weird and awkward game shows where I'm not convinced anybody is actually winning anything? Yeah. And it's all, like, it exploits kids, you know? It exploits the attention of... I have nephews, and they talk to me about it, and all I can think is, like, they look up to that. They think that there's a chance that's going to happen, and... It just doesn't seem like it ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Well, to kind of go in on uh, something else, the whole YouTubers doing the CSGO skins thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a whole bunch was of that? hot water a couple the, years ago. That fucking loot box thing with the shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just feels like that, more of the same Wasn't that shit. one of the Paul brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah, you go on this website, you pay 10 bucks, and you spin a wheel, and you get something. And yeah, it's just gambling for kids. You very, very rarely would. Like, isn't a lot of the stuff beast shit in that kind of gambling for kids? It you know? does seem... Well... No, because they never really enter it. It's vicarious. What about that finger on the app thing? That is true, yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder, I have to wonder if they don't. It's like, not, I mean, the COPPA stuff, but I wonder how frustrating it is to deal with, I don't know, the age restriction. and Because a lot of their stuff, if you ask me, I would say that, yeah, they were, I mean, that stuff feels like a, a cigarette commercial from the 1980s. Yeah. It's a merch commercial, a merch commercial, <laughs> And, you know, it's just, it's like false dreams. I don't know. I just, it's weird to me. And it's a shame to see that it would have been very 
it would have been cool if at the end of this beast thing there was like a person who came out of it very clearly won it it was yeah. all very transparent and it was like okay he's like branching out to do these other things but you've got the Demelio family straight up just cheating their way through his trivia game you've got all of these like kind of questionable things I don't know it just kind of seems like uh, shenanigans it's yeah. all wrapped in shenanigans yeah it just feels like lies it just it's a it's a drag I wish that treasure was real like I don't know. Like I said, I'm envious. If I had that kind of money, boy, could I, you know, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Again, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, allegedly. We got to stay. We're, we're not sure if it's all a lie. That's just the outer p- appearance. Oh, it yeah. And I, and I would not that our tiny little podcast would matter. But I, if, you know, if it made it to his ears, I would I would urge him to prove us wrong. Yeah. Just that somebody actually wins this stuff. Mr. James Beast, show yeah. us. Come on, James Beast, show us. And then, Have a contest that we can enter. We can see with our own eyes. Yeah, we don't want to win it. We just want to see it for real. We also kind of want to win it. I, but. Just, I don't buy it. Like, even with the... I could see it with the YouTubers, you know? Like, I bet, yeah. I bet Leon Lush really got that money. But I wonder if every time his friends win something, they get that money. Or if they don't just work for him as salaried employees. You know what I mean? I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I think sometimes like the money the gets given yeah. away. But I bet all those kids on his show, Terry and Chrysanthemum and whoever, you know. Cletus. Uh, yeah, Cletus. <laughs> Mr. Beast. Um, employees. I just, I, I wonder if they aren't just salaried employees. I wonder how it shakes out and I would be very curious to hear him say because as it stands right now that riddle thing makes him look like a clown it makes him look like a doofus also yeah. Mr. Beast come on do a better one hire go get the adventurists to do it or something pa- yeah. pay people who know what they're doing to or, put on a great yeah, show a company that their whole job is to do ARGs yeah man absolutely. tons of them exist yeah yeah well we both have our own ideas on how we like a treasure hunt to go. Yes. And we definitely have our favorites from uh, TV, film, and books. And I feel like we should talk about those now. Yeah. So we definitely have our favorite type of treasure hunts. You know, I think of the Goonies. I think of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, from pop culture. I should include that part. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. When I think of how to lay a treasure hunt, I think of so many things. But my favorite ones, I think... Other than the Fen treasure, uh, from you know pop culture, definitely the Goonies. I love the Goonies. I love Goonies that idea. One of my favorite movies. You know, I think it's so much more fun to find a treasure as a kid. Oh yeah. You know, like it's the opposite of we want to go see a dead body, but it's still like Stand by Me. You know, yeah. like you're bonding with your 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 mates. <laughs> I love how uh, technically in the end of the movie, the treasure that they find is a whole pirate ship. Yeah. And like that in of itself they pull around like the coastline and the town standing there the town loses their goddamn <laughs> mind when they see a pirate ship because of course you would yeah how else would you react of course you would especially if you had heard tell you know yeah that there's um, a pirate ship in that cove uh one-eyed willie's treasure yeah yeah well <laughs> i've heard tell uh yeah i personally so i love goonies um that's a big one for me obviously the indiana jones movies when i was a kid i loved them the idea is fun to me yeah but now as i've gotten older yeah that's definitely different yeah uh i've told you before but um i've always would love a reverse indiana jones yeah so a guy that steals from museums and gives the artifacts back to the cultures that they were stolen from yeah the the dlc uncharted never got yeah Yeah. (laughs) um one of my favorites uh 
love the way they're set up. Not a huge fan of the movies. Is the National Treasure movies? Uh, shout out to my uncle Tom. My uncle Tom's at the end of the first National. Oh, uh, nice. Yep, he is the when uh, they after they illuminate. Spoiler alert for the. National the movie Treasure. that came out in like 2006 it's great though you know and if you haven't had this moment naturally you deserve it so I don't want to rob you of that but uh, after they illuminate the tomb and they're exiting in that church mm-hmm. the security guard that's like reading a book and is befuddled that's my uncle Tom. nice yeah it was a funny situation because he had told us years previous he's working on this thing with Nick Cage but it's probably going to get left on the cutting room floor so <laughs> then flash forward I'm there with just a friend in high school I'm like on a date and I so we're like watching this movie and it's you know, it's fine, it's National Treasure, and we get to the end, and we're, like, kind of chatting, and I was just like, oh, holy shit, like, in the middle of the theater, and everybody's like, what? I was like, that's, we're, it's us. But no, I love the way those are set up, where The Da Vinci Code? Are you about to talk about the Da Vinci Code? I, so I've never seen the Da Vinci Code. It's a book, too. Well, I'm about to say, I know of the Da Vinci Code. You can read it in about a day. Um... Well, you can also listen to the book on tape when you're driving with your grandparents up to Michigan, because that's how I know the Da Vinci Code is on a road trip how many with times, my grandparents. How many times have you heard the Da Vinci Code? Once. Yeah. So is it like the Da Vinci Code? Is that what you like about National Treasure? Is it that there's like... It's the fact that there's... Um, that's kind of like Mr. Beast thing, because there's like the there's physical steps. puzzles. There's yeah. physical puzzles. There's... Stuff hidden in history, there's interpretation that, like, you wouldn't realize. You do have to, I I think what a lot of, you know, I think as nerdy people, we're naturally drawn to treasure hunting because it's like, you don't have to, and you don't necessarily have to be strong. You have to be smart. It's a 4D puzzle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also a huge fan of, like, this one, of course, isn't real. Um, any ones that bring in, like, supernatural tendencies with Certainly, it? Certainly, yeah. yeah. Um, well, like, it, anywhere, we're, we probably shouldn't say that isn't real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that we're the ones. No, I mean, like, the movies. Uh, oh, yeah, The okay. movies aren't real. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of treasure hunts. I'm also a huge fan of pirates. Same. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the lore. I don't know if you've ever seen This Is both real life and TV. I would argue more TV, but the curse of Oak Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> like true crime where the dude, like wasn't it a duffel bag full of cocaine that, and cocaine and money that washed up. That was, that's a different one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my bad. That, that movie's called cocaine Island. Is it called cocaine? Island? I think so. There's, there's like a documentary series yeah. where dudes like, no, it's, it's just a single movie. I thought it was like a series. No, it, it Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off track now. No, uh, <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> fuck, now I forgot. I'm going to have to cut this back in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so Oak Island is not about a bag of cocaine washing up on the, uh, the beach, although it would be a very different show if it was. No, it's about a bunch of, uh, like, uh, older adventure. They're like... <clears throat> You know what dudes who are sixty look like in Colorado? So they're like, cool. Well, they you know they wear like Patagonia and that sort of stuff, and they're like, I don't know, they're they're nice, affable guys, but I'm sure they are probably guilty of something terrible. Um, but they uh, they have taken. Let me start with it over there. So Oak Island is uh, not where a bag of cocaine washed up on the beach. Uh, Oak Island, instead, is a supposed old location for pirate treasure. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, it's got 
like flood tunnels and apparently it's like buried deep deep down and there's a series of um, false floors which they've actually gone through a couple of them over the years and the show follows their continued hunt for that treasure okay. um, so it's like a little column A little column B because I I mean an entire season of that show you'll have eight episodes that are about digging a single hole or putting up a seawall and gotcha. they also that started happening because those guys own that island so because they own that island, it's not only can they do more terraforming, but with that terraforming, it allows them, I think, the opportunity to provide a tourism experience that maybe you couldn't find otherwise. So I think that that treasure, until they don't need to make money for the tourism of Oak Island, I have a feeling that that treasure will remain unfound, whether gotcha. it exists or not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's a funny show to watch because... It just feels like a lot of filler. It seems like they uh, they got a wacky NASA guy. So this is this will be a regular stream on the show. Wacky it's NASA a, guy. Yeah, it's a regular thing. <laughs> just There's always shift it. wacky NASA guy alert. Wacky <laughs> NASA guy alert. <laughs> Which is we're not saying that NASA is bad. NASA is amazing. Uh, the people who work at NASA are insane. Some lose their minds. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I, and I looked it up at the Legend of Cocaine Island. Yeah, yeah is the yeah, name of the one you, that I'm thinking of. It's called the Legend of Cocaine Island. I thought it had like a more elegant name. <laughs> what are you trying to say? That, the legend of Cocaine Island isn't that <laughs> elegant. <laughs> it's a great name. So, I that's I mean those are treasure hunts I like, but more importantly, this is sort of this is like one of those late night uh, drunk questions, kind of like you know how would you how would you hide a dead body? How'd you hide a treasure? Um, I'd eat it. <laughs> so I'm not sure that'll accomplish much for longer than a couple days. Well, then I'd just keep eating it. How would you hide a treasure, Caleb? Um, I don't know. I'd like. I do, like, poems. Uh, okay. I do probably a poem that leads Plural. to... Poems. Poems. Probably. Gosh, poems that lead to each other would be okay. cool. Um, so instead of one long one, like, um, Force Fin did, it'd be, like, one poem that brings you to the location where you find another poem. And then maybe... Uh, the thing coming to my mind is... In Iron Man, when he's <laughs> making the plans for the Mark One suit, yeah, and he does it on different suit. layers, um, and so when uh, the Marvel Universe version of the Taliban finds the plans, they're like, "I can't figure it out." It's because he had to stack them and lay them flat, and then it showed the full sure. thing. I'd do that with a map, like at the end, like not terribly dissimilar from National Treasure. Yeah, the map that's on the back of the Declaration. Yeah. Man, you really do like that movie. <laughs> I wrote Would a paper use... about it in college. Did you really? Yes. Yeah, so we had to do a compare and contrast, and I compared and contrast uh, Indiana Jones and National Treasure. What's the mate? Was what's his name? What's the the character? What's Nick Cage's? Uh, it's Ben something because he's named Ben Franklin. It's Ben Franklin something. Yeah. Um, okay. National <laughs> Treasure. It is. Benjamin Gates. It's Benjamin oh, Franklin, Franklin Gates. Gates. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Good old Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, <laughs> apparently there's another one supposedly in the works for like years now. Well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'd do poems. Or okay. maybe poems that lead to another poems. And with that poem comes a sheet of paper. Or the paper that the poem's written on. Would you do any like... So my... We'll get to mine. Yeah. But... Uh, I think a lot about like physical platforming because I think a Tomb Raider. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Uncharted or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would be so tempted. And like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like I feel like every ancient version we have of when a treasure is hidden, it's some 
not really a door that's apparently a door now that's a 9,000 pound block that you can move you have to you have to blow wish. into a hole in it do, 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 yeah do, you have do, to do, 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 play your ocarina at <laughs> exactly midnight on a blood moon and the door will open and I would love to be able to do something like that yeah, you know what I mean? the engineering feats would be outrageous well even a simple like uh, just a good old fashioned you know like a water pit level like throw some vines up there and you know like because imagine if you were in the middle imagine if in the middle of Mr. Beast's thing you had to stop you had to go outside you had to go to a location in that location you had to get through this room and then to the other side it sounds fun it's like a game show uh that makes me think of a new idea hide hide treasure same thing poems maps you get to some place it's an empty room with a tv and atari and in the atari is et and you have to be et and a door opens up and the treasure's behind it no one will ever get that treasure it's the rest of the copies of E.T. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm gonna dig up the pit that's to, in the middle to of the To those that don't know, that's the video game so bad that it honestly broke the video game market in Yeah, the people 80s. thought video games were not exist after that. Yeah, dumps were full of them. Uh, does, I mean, I like that. I like that. Would you have any, like, uh, trivia, like, any escape room elements? Maybe. So, I really like, um, I really like the book. The movie, not so much. Ready Player One. Sure. It has its, the author has his own problems sure but it's a fun concept it's a fun concept of pop culture as a thing all at once right here because it's also in the book the guy who owns the company halliday uh, he passes away and it's not only 80s pop culture references it's also references to him and his life sure um so that's kind of a cool way to do it is like not only give someone a scavenger hunt with pop culture references, but also kind of like a like a research project. Sure. Where they have to find minute details about someone. Totally, yeah. I wouldn't do it about me because it'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> why, like, why do you say oh, that? Oh, the scavenger hunt, I'd have to go to like six different restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, I suppose. Uh... Get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get fired from these two jobs. <laughs> Never been fired. I would like to point that out. I've never been fired. I've been fired so many times. I've never been fired. I've fired him twice. You, well, I never, I show up the <laughs> see, next day. See, so. broke down once that came up. See? <laughs> yeah. Never mean it. <laughs> All right. So mine's a little more sentimental, I think. Uh, I unfortunately lost my mother um, about a decade ago. And uh, what she died wanting to do the most was travel more than she did. So what I would probably do is plan something around those things about the places she wanted to do you know, hide the clues in a song that she loved or something, you know, like I would definitely build it around a person. I think if I were to do one, I would want it to be very experiential and I would want it to be an extension of a person. Cause I see it yeah. as like a, it's almost like a, it's like an art piece, you know, it's like a mixed media art piece. So it gives you an opportunity to have some fun, but I think you could do something kind of sentimental. Now I'm not going to have Kanye make a hologram of my mother to play that for my birthday <laughs> on my own private Island. But so that was so strange. Yeah. It's a weird idea, but, but it's, you know, it's sentimental. It's whatever it's, it's, it, I, it's a nice gesture, but yeah, I think I would want to do something that had, I think if I, a treasure hunt is about, solving the puzzles but i think it's about um learn i think it can be about learning a story in the process because you're going in a direction which means that that forward movement means you could also be telling or experiencing a story yeah so i think yeah i would love to do more than one i think what that dude does in michigan is cool um in theory but you'd want him i'd want him to learn something from each one from participating in it so that no matter you know i like i 
I'm not. I know it sounds slightly naive, but I am a fan of Forrest's fan or Force Fen's idea of getting people outside and like getting mm-hmm. them to go do something and a monetary motivation or just like being the person who found it. Because, you know, I would argue that half of the glory in finding a treasure is being the person who found the treasure. Yeah. You know, so if you can make it something that's a little more fun, but also a little more poignant, like Fen's was still about himself. It was a man telling his own story about his own mortality and his own weakness. The thing in Michigan, that's a dude just kind of doing a thing that's more of a uh an exercise and with beast you know that's obviously more about the money than it is about anything that's more else. showmanship than anything yeah absolutely it's about entertainment it's about you know and clicks and views and monetization stuff. of that yeah yeah 100 yeah yeah 100 uh but you know it i've yet to see one that tells somebody else's story because when you when i think of the treasure hunts that i romanticized as a kid i think about tomb raider or i think you know it's funny to say romanticize them video games but it's true yeah you know uh, tomb raider indiana jones any of those sort of things that while they weren't they were culturally appropriative and they weren't correct they were always about it's like the you know it's the tomb of x or it's the dagger of x the story is you know this is the <laughs> the staff of raw but what's interesting about it is that it was raw staff so the story that you learn is about raw and obviously i don't think that's totally made up i don't know if that's real but you learn about that item you know yeah and you learn about its connection to the to the person or the subject and maybe you find a treasure in the process you know and it, it's like the egyptology notion is like we bust open this tomb maybe there's something cool in it like that tomb they just found that's like completely been sealed off and is fresh uh or maybe there's treasure in there but it doesn't necessarily matter so i i think the cool thing about doing it is that you can tell another story and yeah, then, yeah hopefully give some people some money in the process yeah you know uh um, yeah, I don't know, but that's sort of our take on treasure, and what we think of it, and the treasure hunting, uh, altruism for sport. Uh, Black Friday, enjoy hunting yourself. Uh, we could have told Black Friday stories, I suppose, but we're mostly service industry people. Yeah, so, so uh, they're mainly work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and one last thing, uh, I hid treasure in your house. Go find it right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding, I was there. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much. See you guys.